Hello and good day, beautiful podcast family. I hope that wherever you are on this planet, you are doing fantastic. And I'm sending you all of my love, well wishes, good vibes, positive intents, and prayers your way to you, your family, and your friends. Wishing you all the best. We've got a phenomenal show for you today. We have my friend Jay Campbell back on. And we are talking about a lot of things around just decoding the truth. So we talk about Jay's success in health and wellness, uh, his transformational experience in Peru, the power of plant medicines, the work of Walter Russell, cosmic synergy, the book of Raw, the work of Dr. Hawkins, the Kybalian and law of uh, polarization. This is a deep episode. We talk about the law of resonance, uh, why your five senses are not real, a ripple of resonance, uh, resonance stifles dissonance. So a lot of resonance, uh, inner work practice, and so much more taking ownership, initiative, and active. Uh, and action, free will, intention, action, and surrender formula. So there is a ton here. I'm just blasted through the show notes and realize there's so much here. So I know you're going to enjoy this episode. And if you do, please share it far and wide because censorship is nuts. Uh, if you want to support the show, go to mattbelair.com and become a member. They have deleted Patreon. So if you want to become a Patreon at mattbelair.com, I do upload this stuff there. I'm a little bit behind on uploading the current content because uh, just getting deleted and having to up- upload to 10, 20 different places is, is crazy, but at least they gave me my YouTube back. So that kind of allows for easy uploading to multiple places. Um, but if you want to just contribute there, that would be amazing. Or you can become a member for free uh, by donation, whatever you want. Just hit me up, Matt at ZenAthlete.com. Uh, the best way to support the show is to do three kind acts wherever you are in the world today. And for those of you guys who are really looking to break through, you want to respond to what's happening in this world. You want to figure out who you are, your authentic self, your authentic life purpose, and you want to overcome limiting beliefs, optimism. Uh, obstacles, imposter syndrome, all of the self-doubt, and really just be your best self with like-minded, supportive community. I invite you to check out some of the coaching options, whether you want to go through a program that's already been created, go through some of the Soul Compass or the Quantum Heart Hypnosis, which are very powerful. You want to work one-on-one with me or a group. Um, I'm working with a variety of different people now, Um, anything from teenagers to mostly adults who are looking to conquer their life purpose, and also some people who are, you know, a little bit more successful, but they want to learn those uh, secrets for mindset peak performance and you know high level strategy stuff for big picture projects and so if any of that is something that you want to work with me on i would love to hear about what your project is who you are what you want to create in this world and uh, just go to mattbelair.com forward slash coaching check out those options and we'd love to hear from you so that's that and i think i got everything so let's just dive in Uh, Oh, yeah, check me out on Telegram and sign up for the email list just because, again, censorship is nuts. Um, So that's it. Let's dive in. Uh, Wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Taking a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and let it out slowly, filling every cell, muscle, and fiber of your being with peace, joy, contentment, faith, empowerment, and get ready to enjoy this amazing episode with my friend, Jay Campbell. Hello and welcome to the Mastermind Body and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matthew Belair. As you know, we are facing extreme censorship. So if you want to support this show, please share episodes far and wide. Leave a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. But most importantly, consider doing three kind acts wherever you are in the world today. Today's guest is a four-time international best-selling author, co-founder of Asir Custom and founder of the Jay Campbell Podcast. He is a global influencer who has dedicated his life to teaching men and women how to fully optimize their health while raising their consciousness. Welcome back to the show, my friend, Jay Campbell. Belair, what is up, my brother? It is an honor and a privilege 
And I'm always humbled to be in your presence. Let us make magic and create a field of resonance around this planet because it desperately needs that right now. Uh, brother, it's so great to to connect. I can't believe how long it's been. You know, we had to have this show and you're one of those people I like to reset, reach out to be like, hey, man, what do you think is going on? And, you know, you are a very interesting individual because, you know, if you look at your pictures, Jay is built like a Greek god. You know, he knows everything about health and wellness and supplements and that whole field, like better than anyone I know. And then the amount of books you're able to read is absolutely phenomenal. And you go into health, esoteric, um, and all of these different avenues, but you're able to digest an extraordinary amount of content. And then you also talk to very high level, intelligent people through your podcast and your work. So you're kind of, you have checks and balances for everything you do. So, um, you know, I always appreciate your uh, hard work and dedication for what you do in, in uh, seeking the truth and seeking the solutions and trying to make the planet a better place and help people improve and optimize their health. And as well as just the incredible field of knowledge you have. So um, it's a, it's a treat to chat with you. And for those who don't uh, know who you are, do you want to give them a, a brief background and then let's just dive into, you know, wherever we're going to take this. Sure. And honestly, brother, I appreciate all that. I receive all that. I love you. Appreciate you. Uh, it's an honor coming from you. Uh, and again, as I always say, standing on the shoulders of giants like yourself, um, so background real quick is, uh, you know, I got my quote unquote claim to internet fame, if you want to call that, uh, <laughs> from writing books uh, on hormone optimization, right? Like I've written two books on testosterone optimization therapy, which are still to this day, the number one selling books of all time on Amazon, you know, between both of them, they have like 1300 five-star reviews uh, that allowed me uh, a presence in the research community, in the clinical community with physicians and doctors. I mean, doctors still look at me as quote unquote, the guy when it comes to talking about that kind of stuff. Um, that had, you know, led me into relationships with people that I got much deeper into, as you already said, at the health optimization realm, I wrote books on fasting. Uh, I've now written one book. It's really a PDF on spirituality. But really what changed me from a standpoint of like being that health optimization guy to now being the, you know, raise your vibration guy talking about consciousness, awareness, uh, spirituality is going to Peru in 2019, which if you can see behind me, uh, I have a bunch of oil paintings from there. This is actually from Mexico, Yoda, uh, a newest edition. But before that, it was just all um, paintings from Peru. And, and when I went to the Sacred Valley, you, you already know about this trip because you saw a lot of the photos, but uh, I went there in July of 2019. I was there for 12 days with my wife and also uh, the sales director and his wife from our real estate team. Um, and it just blew me away, Matt. I mean, literally being in that energy and that frequency of Peru and the Sacred Valley is unlike any other place on earth, at least where I've been to. And being there in that, you know, those fields of energy, it just changed me. Like I literally molecularly upgraded, as I like to say, like I had a bunch of latent DNA fire on. And it was at that moment that I knew that I was changing. I was going to be this, you know, hormone optimization, health optimization specialist guide to this guy, right? Like I was sitting on the plane of LATM, you know, Latin American Airlines. And I was like, I looked, I looked over to my wife, Monica, who, you know, and I said, that's it. I'm done. And she's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, I'm not talking about the things that I've been talking about. You know, it's cool that I became that guy, but now I'm going to be the razor vibration guy. And she was like, okay, honey, you know, pet on my shoulder. I'm sure it's great. But when, you know, when I went back, I had a team of people in my website, which 
again, you knew of, you know, you, when you, that's when you met me back in 2017, 2018, I had TOT revolution, which was the biggest website in the world for testosterone optimization. I had, you know, 15, 16, 17,000 people a month coming to the site. So my team thought that I was crazy, Matt. They thought that, you know, I jumped the shark, tinfoil hat, went woo woo, whatever else you want to call me. And I, and I told them all like, I don't give a flying, you know what? They all want to leave me and they think that I'm a woo-woo person. That's fine. I will find a huge new audience. So again, I put that energy, I put that frequency into the universe and I created, as you know, we're all reality creators, but I manifested who I am now, which is this guy that talks about consciousness, has amazing conversations with you, talks about the realm of the esoteric, our history, you know, the progenitor races, ETs, aliens, ufology. I mean, you name it. This is what I talk about now. And it's been a blessing because, you know, now I have these type of people such as yourself that regularly seek me out for interviews who they want to come on the Jay Campbell podcast. I mean, it's just, it's profound. And, you know, I will just finish by saying that we are now in a time on planet earth where all of the people of resonance, which again, if we, if we calibrate according to the map of consciousness, you know, these are all the people in the 300 to 500 uh, range of, of consciousness are coming together. And we're unifying in ways that we don't really truly comprehend, you know, in this unified field of the third dimension. But every time people like you and I connect and we speak, we're pushing a, a stronger, more resonant signal into the universe that other people, again, of like mind will find and, 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 uh, and aggregate to. And then they will, of course, share it again, thinking of the hundred monkey syndrome to one more person. And then that person does one more person and on and on it goes. And so, we're just now, and we can talk about this in this podcast, we're right now traversing the unravel of the third dimension, stepping into the new coming of the fourth dimension, and then at our highest and best, and we're all there at various points in times every single day, we're in the fifth dimension, right? Which is a, a dimension of love, a dimension of, you know, no polarity, no duality, just extreme high consciousness where everybody cares about serving everybody else, Right. So right now we just all have to navigate the end of the third dimension. And we can talk about this in the podcast. And as you know, Matt, I just came from my chiropractor before I got on this podcast today. And as I came into the waiting room, waiting for my contractor or my chiropractor, he wasn't back yet. The three ladies in the office are all like us, all very cool. They love me. You know, that couple of them watched my podcast. They were literally like, Hey, let me ask you this question. And it was about like, blah, 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 Omnicron. You know, we don't have to say the words, we can use the code. And I just instantly said, look, the whole world is separated right now. And this is where we can start the podcast. You're either completely in the realization that people have been bamboozled. The whole thing is a corporate scam, uh, you know, and other things that we won't say to not be targeted, or you're completely in fear. You're so fearful that you consciously cannot think of anything else other than whether or not you're going to die from the C or from the V. And if you're someone like you and me, and you talk about it facetiously or joke about it, then shame on you, right? Because you shouldn't make a joke about something so serious. So, so where we are on planet earth right now, and you can pick up is you're either laughing at this absurdity and i would call those are the mostly the people that are in resonance or somewhere close to resonance or you're literally petrified of dying from the v or the c and and, and when you're in fear 
okay? You're in supreme dissonance. You're vibrating down here in these red areas of the chakras. You are locked up. So your parasympathetic nervous system is in fight or flight 24 seven a day, right? So Matthew, in truth, you're going to die very soon of something that you will into your fields from your fear, which would be again, the C or possibly side effects of the V. But in truth, at a soul level, those people are opting out. And this is what I like to say, and this is purely my opinion, but you could make a very strong statement of this in the quantum physics realm. They're opting out at a soul level to let more light in to this dimension, okay? So when you're fear-based, you still know at a soul level what is best for you. So if you can't get out of this, again, this vicious uh, you know, uh, cycle of fear, again, it's you know, parasympathetic, you're locked in, then all you can do at a soul level to help the collective, the bigger picture is to get out. So when I say they opt out, and again, physical avatar body death, because you and I know that there's no such thing as death, but just the physical body succeeding in the soul or the energy moving into another place. But these people are literally opting out, Matt, to let more light in. And again, as more light comes in, then the frequency increases anyway. And automatically, at, there will be a point, and I say, I call it the point of no return. You know, Hawkins called it the point of uh, acceptance, where there's enough people vibrating at a certain level that the entire matrix, which is that field of you know dissonance, just ends. It just stops. And then everybody's looking around at each other like, wow, we're not fighting with them anymore. We're not looking at this person because they have a, color, a skin color not like mine. Or we're not looking at this person because we've labeled them as poor and this person is rich. We're all just like humanly interested and connected now because, oh, wow, we're all humans and we all have the same issues. So let's just unite, right? So that's where it's going. I don't really care what anybody else says beyond that, you know, because again, you're either in resonance, living your life, you know, hopefully creating your heaven on earth or you're in dissonance and you're completely fear-based and, and, you know, not to label people, but I think, you know, this, the people in dissonance just listen to the news all the time, Matt, that's all they do. They go to sleep with the news on, they wake up with CNN or MSNBC or, you know, whatever news channel they listen, even the internet, and they're just entrained with fear and mind control. And, you know, whatever it is, whatever the programming that's coming out from the dark side, and we could talk about them. And as I was, you know, off air, we were identifying who they are. And I think it's pretty clear now, you know, how to say it, you know, it's not provable, but it's pretty obvious the way things are happening. Yeah, man. Well, you touched on a lot of great topics there and I, and I know we can go a lot of different directions. I'd be curious, you, you know, your thoughts, I'll kind of just share what I've been perceiving, you know, sure. I, I did the law summit this summer and uh, it, they all came back to the Bible talking about the 1611 King James Bible. And that whole yep. thing is about good versus evil. It also talks about the harvest separating the wheat from the right. chaff, right? Let them grow right. at the same time. And so sometimes I think, okay, this is because I'm only experiencing life through my lens. So it may be uh, a soul school, some sort of evolutionary thing. Um, free will still seems to matter. Although the cool. external seems uh, frightening because in Canada and Australia and some places, it's a lot more tyrannical. So the fear of somebody taking away your free will is a little bit higher. Some people are caving for sports tickets and, and things like that. And I'm reminded of, you know, it says you can't serve two masters. You can't serve right. mammon and, and the creator right. or materialism. So you might have right. to let something go to make the right choice or not right. the right choice, the, the choice that's intuitively aligned with all of creation. So, you know, if it's like you can get more money by horrendously murdering beavers, that might not right. be 
the right choice. That might be something that is not harmonic with nature. And so, you know, we know what their plans are because they write them out. They they're public. You can go look at them. So that makes me like, Oh shoot. Like that's not good. Um, But I like how you see this as a positive thing of saying, okay, well, this is a spiritual um, thing that we're going through. We're all making our individual choice about how we're going to respond and navigate these times. And they're going to be turbulent. Um, But we're also talking, you know, you dive deep into the esoteric stuff. And I actually um, re-listened to an old podcast that I did with uh, Gerald Clark, who unfortunately has passed and would love to hear his two cents, but he called it all and talked about the crypto and things like that. And so um, I'm just curious when we look at, you know, let's say these architects, right? You'll talk about ETs and things like that. Um, there's a lot of evidence and a lot of interesting things when you look at the Sumerian tablets and a lot of just, you know, even sculptures and, and all kinds of stuff. And, and I'm going through the book of Enoch right now, talks about giants and the watchers. And, there, you know what I mean? The whole thing is like, a, you know, the Bible and the book of Enoch is these creators, these, these higher in, uh, beings. So you're talking about potentially this, this construct that we're in um, falling apart. And does it give rise to like a new solution? Um, and one of the things I think when you're, when you're saying about, you know, this, this resonance or this energy, I see it as like, kind of like dolphins, like somehow we have this cosmic synergy where all these people who are just holding out that we don't want to harm our neighbor. We don't want to do something that's going to harm someone else. We're intending this, but we're in this pressure cooker. And all of a sudden it kind of harmonizes and you're around like-minded people and you've kind of navigated this in a powerful way. And then from there, then we get to uh, teach our children, right? We, we take off all of these handicaps that they create through food and, and programming and education and all the things that limit their consciousness and their well-being. And we're able to create a generation, not, not only not inhibiting them, but accelerating who they truly are. So I'd, I'd be curious your thoughts on that ramble. No, that's good. Okay. So, so let's first establish that the only thing that matters is consciousness. In fact, We, at base essence, are nothing more than consciousness. You are not Matthew Belair, physical meat suit, puppet, flesh, puppet, body. And I am not Jay Campbell, flesh, puppet, body. Okay. Both of us are whirring electrons and standing waves of consciousness. Now, if you want to visualize what that means in a physical reality, or which is, again, only this material reality, that it would be like a plasmatic orb, like an energy orb, like an orange orb, which you've seen and you, you've talked about in our previous podcast, right? So that would be the essence of a being, which would be their higher self or their soul, however you want to classify it. A lot of people have different uh, directions of that. So when you get to that understanding and you, that level of awareness, then you automatically know, okay, it's this simple. You automatically know that anything that happens in the physical body is not the be all and the end all. Because again, we have manifested or created this reality. It's essentially a mass consensus among all of humanity that is incarnated into the third dimension to experience everything that we experience for soul evolution and growth. Now, the evolution and growth is also happening, and this pisses off people, and I'm going to get to the Abrahamic stuff in a second, but this pisses off people who think that God is Santa Claus sitting in a gold chalice in the sky. God, aka source, the universal creation force, okay, everything and anything and nothing, is learning from each of our experiences 
itself, whatever it is, right? Now, again, for anyone who has ever done plant medicine or 5-MeO-DMT, Bufo, and you've been in the energy of source, you've been in the field, as I call it, the void of the everything and anything and nothing, you understand what God is, okay? God is everything and anything and nothing again, but it's like this harmonic frequency at base essence when you're outside of your field body or you're outside of your mind, essentially, right? Under the influence of these amazing, you know, herbal uh, elixirs, whatever you want to call them as plant medicine or even the toad, which is bufo. So if you've ever done that, you know what I'm talking about. But when, until you've done something like that, and you know, some people maybe have done hallucinogens, shrooms, psilocybin, you know, LSD, MDMA, whatever, maybe they've had similar experiences, but none of that really compares with plant medicine or Bufo. But the bottom line is, is like, if you've experienced that, then you understand what I'm talking about. And you can, you can feel me as I quantify this. Now, knowing what God is and knowing that we're energy, again, worrying electrons, vibrating particles, standing waves, then you also know that at a soul level, everything that you do has ultimately at the end, a positive outcome. Because as the great Walter Russell said, when we incarnate into a physical body, the journey becomes out into the base of the jungle. And then the, the trek is to the top of the mountain, right? So who knows how many lifetimes it takes a human being to trek from the base of the jungle to the top of the mountain, right? Now I would, I would, the, the best way to uh, you know, give a comparison of what this trek means is, you know, walking the spiritual path, walking the path back to perfection. We start out at perfection, we fall in consciousness, or we descend in consciousness into the third dimension, which is again, probably the lowest form or one of the lowest forms of reality, physical reality, to again, to evolve and learn and grow the soul. So understanding that no matter what you do, whether you choose the V and you're doing it because you refuse to wake up and you don't see things for the way it is. You live inside the matrix. Money is your motivator. You're in service to self. You're still choosing at a soul level what you need for evolution and growth. So again, if you want to label it negative because this person chose the V and then lives in a service to self life, that's fine. But that person is still walking the same path that the person who isn't doing those things or is doing the inverse is, right? So once you get to that level of awareness, that we're all walking the same path and it's back to God, which is perfection, then it doesn't really matter where you are in the stage of the walk or the path. So again, as I always say, and again, I steal this from this guy, Dr. Hawkins, everyone is walking the same path back to perfection, some quicker than others, but no rate of speed is better than another. Okay. So it doesn't matter where you are because you're all or all of us are walking the same path. So again, if some person evolves their consciousness to up here in a year, and then some people take 500 lifetimes, again, there's still no difference. We're all doing the same thing. In fact, everything is happening exactly as it is intended divinely always and in all ways. When you get to that level of awareness, you will be in acceptance of everything that happens. And you can look at everything that happens to you in a non-judgmental way, right? You know this from your, your understanding of the, I shouldn't say the Asian, but the Eastern, uh, you know, Buddhist and the Taoist and all of that philosophy and, and, and spirituality, everything is about non-attachment and neutral observation. 
Okay. So when you can get to a place of neutrally observing all the nonsense that is happening in this third dimension, and this is a lot of nonsense, we are seeing the end of that third dimensional energy. Um, you cannot judge it, but you can grow from it, right? Because as you know, this Matthew, you have to go through life in the physical body to experience duality, pain, suffering, love, light, all of these things are inversely polarized because that is how we experience the differentiation. It can't all be rose colored, you know, love and light. You got to go through both so that you can at a soul level. And again, so that source at a soul level can experience all these things and continually learn and evolve and grow. Now, I know that pisses some people off in the Abrahamic religious teachings because God is omniscient, Jay, and all knowing. He doesn't need to learn. It knows everything. It judges me from up in the chalice, right? So you have to get to a real deep level of awareness. And that deep level of awareness can be attained by anyone, Matthew. You know this. You have to work on your inner game. You have to meditate, contemplate, be introspective, sit in nature, attain the still voice or the small still voice, mind silence, whatever you want to call it. But if you don't work on that, you can't understand any of the things I'm talking about. In fact, you probably think I'm a raving lunatic. But when you do do the things that I'm talking about, which I have done now significantly amount of in the last five years, especially, you will realize that most of what I'm saying, and believe me, as I have learned more, I understand I learned less, right? Because the more you know, the less you, I mean, the more you learn, the less you know. But I do know enough to realize that each of us is literally in a world where we're here to evolve and grow. And so when you're here to evolve and grow, don't look at anything negatively. Look at everything as an opportunity for learning. Okay. Bad or good, how you define it is up to you. It's still a learning experience or opportunity. So back to your original question to draw the line in the sand. In the sand, we have the enemy and we have, which is the dark side, let's just call them the parasitic energies. And then we have the light side, which are the people in resonance and love and light and peaceful kindness and, 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 you know, acts of joy. Everybody chooses, as you said, very accurately through free will, what you're going to serve or whom you're going to serve. So again, if you're serving the parasitic energies, you, you know, are a vaccine manufacturer or a CEO of one of those companies or whatever. And by the way, all of those companies have been, you know, muscle tested, applied kinesiology, and not a single one of the V companies tests over 10 on the vibrational scale. So you know that their tent is malice. Their tent is to, to, to maim, to murder, to kill, to harm. It's not good. So when you understand that, again, from that level of awareness, you would never choose that. Again, I don't want to say things that may get this podcast deleted um, because you understand the, the uh, level of awareness that's attached to those intent, to that, that conscious intent of that thing, the V. Okay. Now, again, I'm not judging people that don't have this level of awareness because that's 85% of society, right? And as I told you at the beginning of the show, if you choose the V, okay, at a soul level, you're doing what's right for you at a soul level. And again, what's right for you is right for the mass, right? I mean, for the, 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 the source consciousness field, because again, the field is 
experiencing an increase in frequency, no matter what anybody does, it's going to rise. It's going to get up to here into like neutrality or willingness. And once it gets up into those levels, Matthew, the entire field of the dark side unravels. So this is the end game right now of the dark side. Again, let's just call them the parasitic energies. Now, who are they? I mean, it's kind of hard to really define who they are, but they are a left hand worshiping again, which is, you know, whatever you want to call it, the parasitic energy, you know, some people call it Lucifer, some people call it Demiurg, some people call it Satan, you know, some people use the Anunnaki God names. There's a lot of different names for the left hand path. Okay. It doesn't really matter. It's just a matter of what their energy is and their energy is parasitic. They siphon the energy or the arc fields off of positive people or just any everyday people who are attempting to, you know, get out of vibrating down here. It's a lot easier for the dark side to pirate or pollute lower vibration people than it is for them to do it up here. In fact, they, they can't really do anything to people up here because they're from a, uh, from a, a, you know, a quantum physics, a unified field perspective, they're repelled. It's repulsion. Someone up here, you know, pushes away someone down here. Whereas, as we know, you know, the field, the law of resonance says like attracts like, right? So if you're vibrating down here, you're going to also attract a lot of other people vibrating down there. And other people, I use the term people very loosely, right? Because we have all sorts of entities and beings here, some that serve the light, some that serve the dark, some that are neutral or chaotic in between. But at the end of the day, Matthew, we always get what we deserve and everything is relative to our vibration. It's that simple. Like everything that happens today is relative to your vibration. If you are a good person and you sympathize with the lower vibrational, well then sympathize attracts a lower field. Okay. So if you're up here and you have people down here that you have to deal with in your life, you don't physiologically get into their field because that will lower your field. So you send them love and light. You know, you email them or you text them or whatever, but you don't go into their physical field and, 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 and again, sympathize with them because that can lower your energy field, right? So today, right now, in this day and age, and we can get deeper into this, it's all about guarding your field. It's about staying in a field of resonance, as I like to call it, or again, a field of joy, a field of love, a field of light, a field of serving humanity at your highest and best good right? Or your highest and best capacity. And being around people that are down here will only drop you and make you more open to, you know, experiencing the same negative or parasitic energies that they experience every single day. Does that make sense? Yeah. And just for clarity on that one, you know, I think there's, I remember learning about um, sympathize versus empathize, or I can have empathy um, and help because some of these people are are family members and friends. And if you get to a level of mastery, you can go ahead and be around whoever and you can still remain neutral, but most people can't do that in the same way as if you're trying to lose weight, all your friends are 400 pounds. um, You know what I mean? And it's going to be hard if you keep hanging out with them, doing the same thing It's very challenging for you to break away. But what happens when you have a little bit of space, in a little bit of time is you end up, you know, they kind of naturally gravitate out um, and you get a new set of friends that are, you know, with different interests, different, um, you know, vibrational states or whatever you want to call it. But sometimes 
you know, you're in there with your family, which you're going to be stuck with. So you'd want to empathize and still have love. Right. And then you're also speaking a lot about non-judgment, which I like because it reminds me of uh, the book of raw, the channelings, right. Where they talk about, you know, there's people that are service to self, right. Selfish or mammon or money or materialism. And rather than judging like that is wrong. Well, if they weren't here to play those roles, if we didn't have positive and negative yep. and we were living in a mystery because, you know, we only know a little bit of a little bit and inf- we'll get a new piece of information. I'll just blow the doors off of everything we thought we knew. And then it will be more. And and you're like, holy smokes, but it's still just a fraction because you've been to that space of infinity where it's everything and nothing simultaneously. And so you realize, you know, you're just getting a fraction and I think it must be that way. So we make the free will choice toward our own evolution. And we get to make that choice toward what we think is loving, kind, compassionate creation, life affirming, life life giving, cooperative of our own free will. And maybe those beings or people or other people doing something else, if they weren't serving that purpose, whether they're doing it well, you know, for whatever reason, it has to be here playing that role so we can consciously of our own free will make the choice. And, you know, we, we have to be in a Maya or illusion or we couldn't make it. And that's why we don't really know. It has to be a little bit faith-based because otherwise you couldn't make an honest choice, right? Right. Because everyone, if they knew what was going to happen, then they would go ahead and do the thing that gave them the reward. Right. But you know, we have, we see people on one side wanting the, um, earthly reward and i was just curious you know your thoughts on and also talks about in the kybalian right the laws of polarity how you know love and anger are going to be on the same pole but you have to use your will and your energy to raise it it takes uh, a choice it takes that that absolute choice point and then the will to move it you have to consciously create you know an effort to do this and so again you are a conscious creator or you're creating life by default, just whatever happens, you're going, you know, all these things happen to you, you get, a, you get upset at everything. And, you know, I feel like there's mastery levels to this, because I remember, you know, when they deleted my Facebook and Instagram was some people like you must have been so mad, that's a lot of work and a lot of, you know, quote, unquote, fake followers, or, you know, people that I wanted to spread a positive message to, but it's still like a number in a digital screen, right? Um, I do want to spread a positive message. And if more people receive it, that's nice. But that's not the reason why I did it. And so exactly. I didn't feel, you know, too upset about it I didn't have that. But there are other situations in my life where I'm still growing where I see some of the stuff with, you know, the internment camps and in, in Canada, and you know what I'm going to do. But ultimately, it comes back to this opportunity to give faith to the creator, to the thing that gave me life that I'm a part of, to say, I'm going to be protected. I'm going to make the right choice no matter what. And I'm not going to live in fear this day. I understand there might be some danger, but I'm, I'm going to live in, I'm not going to live in fear. And so I'd be curious your thoughts on somebody who might be getting smoked by this. Maybe they're not as far down the path. They're getting that catalyst, just like in health where they don't make a change. They don't make a change. And then bam, you're in a hospital. It's like universe does that for you. Would you like to make a change now? Right. Are you doing a job and it, it doesn't work out? It's like, would you like to do a job that, you know, isn't harming other people now? Do you want to get more centered on who you are and what you came here to learn. And then how do you offer that and make humanity a better place through your gifts? And so if somebody's getting smoked right now and maybe they're losing a job or maybe they're in a fearful state because they don't know what's going to happen. Um, and because there's different places that I know one guy left his job, no problem. A, a bunch of people, they're like, okay, cool. I got to leave my job. I'm going to figure out a solution. I will adapt to this. There's no problem. And other people hanging on like a, like getting towed by a horse. You know what I mean? And they're just like, no, 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 no. Like it's got to be this way. I can't see anything else. So how do you, um, you know, 
yeah, how do you help those people? And then your thoughts on why we have so much uh, negativity and darkness. Like, why is it that, you know, the human trafficking and the real dark shit, I look at them like, I'm pretty sure that exists and that's awful. So why is that here? Well, I mean, you, you asked me a lot of questions and you yeah, made so a lot like, of good comments. Yeah, that's a, this is me talking to you on the phone. You know, I was like, yeah, yeah okay, no, 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 it's, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. I, I think, you know, we're all at different levels of awareness. We're all walking again, the same path at again, different rates and speed. If you are a person, you know, well, probably most of the people that watch the show are not based, you know, normies. So, you know, most of the people that are going to watch this are pretty advanced. So I would tell them, and I always say this, the first step is getting to a place that you're not going to die. Okay. Most people are limited by the fear of finite reality. And, you know, their finite reality is death. I'm going to die. Right. Like I have so many friends who are very well to do who call me just to speak to me about like, please walk me off this ledge because, you know, I've got this health problem or my mom has this health problem or some or some, you know, and I always like, you know, I, I take them back again to like center, you know, and I'm like, look, you at base essence are an energy body. Energy cannot be contracted. It cannot die, cannot be contained. It's ever expanding and infinite. So as an energy being, so are you. So let's just drop this idea that you're running out of time or you got to get this done or you got to have this much money by this age or any of this shit. This is all nonsense. In fact, I will go much deeper and I will say that nothing that your five senses can perceive is real because it's not. This book is not real. This television screen is not real. This physical body that you inhabit is not real. What is real is your consciousness. And where you place your consciousness determines your life, your life force, your life force energy, like everything that you do. So living in these physical bodies, we have an ego, right? The ego is programmed to keep us alive. It's programmed to allow us to stay in survival. The ego is what is reactive. The heart, the higher self is what is responsive. So what we have to do is we have to choose to respond out of love, which is very, very few people do, or what most people do, which is react out of fear. Okay, so I'll give you a good example of this. Energetically, this is a really good uh, exercise. You let's say, and, and, and let me and let me just I'll add to this again. You know, I I know that I I should try to make this a little bit more basic, but. Each of us should have, to your, to your original question, we should have a mindfulness practice or a routine that we work on every day. And the simplest way to do this is to go into nature. Now, me, you, people like us, you know, I remember when you first started working with me four years ago, I couldn't meditate, bro. What was it? Five years ago, <laughs> remember? And I struggled to meditate. But it's because, as you were saying, that was five years ago, by the way, dude. Isn't that crazy? That's wild. Uh, yeah, 2016. That's when you and I and Josh met. But dude, so bottom line, um, med- uh, for me at that time, meditation had to be a certain way. You know, you already said it. Like things like have to be a certain way. We get our minds into this ego programming of like things have to be a certain way. Yeah, it's got to be this bullet point, this bullet point. But, you know, I was limited back then because I thought it had to be a certain way too. So if you're one of those people and you can't meditate, you know, again, I say can't because that's what you think. Like I once thought, I'm sure everybody does. 
just go into nature. Take nothing or your dog maybe and sit in nature in silence and focus on your breath and listening to God because that's what the energetic frequency of nature is. It is God, right? Like I have worked on this so much and I've done this so much now that I can go down and I can lay in a field of grass or even on rocks in the, you know, without anybody around me. And of course I do not have my phone and I do not have binaural beats. Right. And I'm laying there and I am just like, I can do the OM or the OM, you know, you know, hypnotic octave. And I can hear what I call source consciousness. Now, again, I know this sound because of my experience doing 5-MEL. I've done four trips of that, right? And they've all been profound and life-altering and blah, blah, blah. But I can do that and I can literally get right into the field of consciousness, the field of, again, everything and nothing, and just be sitting there and like, you know, everything comes back to me of like what is important and what matters and what is real, you know? And what is real is, again, that nothing, we are nothing more than just consciousness itself, right? So when you understand that you're just consciousness itself, you will start making better decisions in your life, Matt, because you will check in when things are happening with your higher self or your intuition or your super conscious wisdom or whatever you want to call it, rather than just react. So the exercises I was talking about now that I'm, I'm saying you have to have a mindfulness uh, practice every morning, you know, whether you're doing affirmations or, you know, mirror exercises or you're sitting in nature or you're meditating or you're contemplating or being introspective. And for me now, because people ask me this all the time, I mean, you know, we've talked about this, but like, you know, my calendar has tons of prayers and affirmations in it. And I get notifications all through every single day to, 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 to check in, right? I don't always do it. I'm working, but I always have to opt out. And so if I opt out, you know, I'm looking at it. And then sometimes I'm like, oh, wow, you know, I need to take. And then I think about whatever it is, whether it's an affirmation or a prayer, or it might be three bullet points, you know, like who I am or whatever, you know, my purpose, whatever. I, I think about it. So, you know, so I, 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 I collect and I get present and I enter that moment for just, if even if it's 30 seconds or less, it doesn't matter. And then I'm back into the matrix, right? So again, have a practice of mindfulness. Now, the second thing is, and this is the great exercise is, it's not an exercise, but it's an exercise in understanding. If you're doing that, okay, and you have an amazing morning and now you're in your car, you've left your house and you're on your way to work or you're on your way to whatever you do. And a maniac cuts you off in traffic. You're on freeway and some crazy road rage person flies by you and almost kills you. Now, the ego wants you to respond and react out of fear, right? Not respond, but to react out of fear, which is the choice of grabbing the steering wheel and speeding up and getting next to them and flicking them off or screaming, I'll fucking kill you or whatever, right? <laughs> You've been there, I've been there. <laughs> or the master sits there. And again, you have to work to get to this level and then puts an instant smile on the face. The higher self is now in effect waves back at the maniac who's obviously looking at you for a reaction or an out you know an outrage moment and says wow you must be having a bad day i send you love and light now here is what's important about this because again we're back to the law of resonance we're back to the gabalion we're back to the hermetic teachings and when an energetic wave of dissonance is coming at you which is obviously this person trying to run you off the road who's clearly having a bad day who's clearly got something going on in their life that's negative because that's why they're reacting in the way they are 
is now coming at you. If you choose again to respond out of love, you're creating a resonant energetic field that is now going to go back asynchronous and stop that energetic wave cold turkey because love always overcomes fear. Resonance overcomes dissonance. Coherence stifles this incoherence. So this is, these are all the laws of conservational energy and thermodynamics. And when you understand this, you can create massive change in the world, Matthew. Because again, think about this for a second. And I have another good way to illustrate this. But if you do that to that person and you wave at that person and you smile at them and you say, wow, I send you love and light. You must be having a bad day. That person feels that energy. And usually their face just goes to like, what the hell? What the hell's the matter with that person? That They're not starting to fight with me or telling me to fuck off. <laughs> right? So you just improved the frequency of that person. You literally raised the consciousness of that person. But not only that, you raised the frequency of the field in that general vicinity. So you have literally up-leveled conscious creation by just choosing to respond out of love, okay? Now, again, you're not gonna do this all the time and your ego is gonna call the shots at times because that's what the ego is programmed to do. But if you learn to check in, again, instead of reacting out of fear. And again, as I, I'm going to be the first guy to say that I never did this until I was 45 years old and I'm 50 now. Right. And I still don't always do it. I still get pissed off. I mean, we're a human, it's going to happen, but if you can check in, which is really the higher self and, and say, does, does doing what I want to do right now or reactively doing what I want to do serve me, you know, and, 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 and every time it's going to be no, and then again, now you've learned and now you're going to respond out of love. Most likely you don't even have to respond. Sometimes you're just going to be like, you know what? I'm just going to leave this be. But if you do choose to respond out of love, you just created an energetic ripple. That is a ripple of resonance. I love that, right? A ripple of resonance and a ripple of resonance is literally impacting the field of everyone in the general vicinity. And over time, ripples of resonance improve the collective consciousness of humanity. So when more of us choose to respond with a ripple of resonance, the planet shifts one by one and one by one becomes a hundredth monkey as we know, right? And it doesn't take a lot of people vibrating in resonance to lift the field. It's like, you know, I think Hawkins used to say that, you know, love raises all the ships in the harbor. And it does, you know, and again, I, I'm not saying that you can do this, meaning if you're watching this right now, any of us can do this every single time. But if we get into the practice of checking in again, using that higher self, you know, your intuition or your field of super consciousness, you will most of the time not react out of fear. And this is kind of where I am now, like, for example, right, like, I'm doing a lot of different things right now and I'm about to launch my course on December 24th and I get stressed out in the middle of the day and I'm just like, I want to go, ah, I just knock my laptop, I mean, my, my, my iMac over. I'll just pull back and be like, dude, you're not going to do that. You're not that guy anymore. And I'll grab my dog who's sleeping over here with me next right now and I'll say, let's go. And we'll go into the backyard. It, you know, it's getting cold right now, cold for Southern California. And um, I'll just dog pile on a beanbag. And I'll live with his energy for three to four to five minutes, whatever it takes, his dog, you know, his tail wagging him licking my face. 
And I will bask and embrace that energy, Matthew. As you know, that's, that's the energy of unconditional love. You know, your dog is in the 540 level of unconditional love for you, his master. And that's why dogs are so amazing because that energy that they bring, you get into that field, you bask in that energy and it will raise your consciousness and you will instantly get out of a bad mood. I mean, I tell people that all the time. I'm like, you want to change your day, change, you know, change the energy of the day, go and love your dog and be in the dog's energy field, you know, but it's not easy, man. As you know, you know, this takes practice, dude. I mean, it took me to get to 45 years of my life before I understood to not react out of fear. You know, I was a road rage person. You know, I was the kind of guy that would track you down and pull you out of your car. I was crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, I don't do that kind of stuff anymore. Um, and obviously it took conscious choice and conscious action for me to become that person, but anyone can do it, bro. But you know, any one of us can do it, you know? So, I mean, again, you know, to summarize, you're not going to die. No matter how shitty you feel, how bad things are that you define in this physical, you know, material universe of mammon, you know, it doesn't matter. It's not the ultimate be all end all of your life. Your life is, you know, you are an infinite being, an infinite being of energy. And then secondarily, again, work on your inner work, you know, on your inner practice, your inner work practice, so that you can get to a place where you can check in regularly when things happen to you that, you know, create a effect where you have a choice of responding out of love or reacting out of fear. Yeah, man. Well, you, you made a lot of great points there. And I like the idea of like reaction versus response. And you would, you know, I could see it in another way too. Let's just say you're at a, a grocery store and somebody messes with you, which it happened to me once. Cause I wasn't wearing a mask. Um, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't react the best way. The first time I let it slide the second way, like my body took over, but um, there's a few things. Number one, if you don't react, you're the one it's, it's ultimately up to you and your consciousness and your response reaction versus re consciously responding. So those are two different yeah. things. So, how you do it. And then even from the observer effect, if you are able to handle the situation well, show love, kindness, or compassion, nope. or understanding, or nullified, everybody who sees that is now going to be touched by that example. And that's why, exactly. again, you know, I like the spiritual, you know, when I'm coaching or talking to people, I use the physical body as an example, because it's something you can see if everybody is, yep. you know, very uh, sickly and out of shape and overweight. Um, well, the best thing to do rather than telling them is just to be in shape and then, you know, teach them the ways, you know, that you achieve that. And now they're open to it. You're actually living that example. Um, the other thing I think that you touched on uh, that was very important was the practice of mindfulness or the practice of connecting with the creator. And, you know, it's funny because th there's two examples from Jesus in the Essenes that I bring up. The one, as I say, the four ways to know God are, uh, you know, meditation, right? Self-inquiry, um, a great teacher if you have a master teacher. Uh, I think religious study, right? So go, go through all the books and doing the study. And then the fourth one's nature. Put your butt, butt into nature each and every day and the universe will teach you, you will learn how creation works because you are fully in it and you go to a city and it's fully out of nature. It's out of exactly. harmony. It's completely illusionary. It is just as bad as the metaverse, the city, basically, with all the this metaverse. stuff coming at you. You know, it's just crazy. So and then the other the other thing from the Essenes that talked about them setting intention 11 times a day and with your calendar invites is yep. where you're focused, where you're intending, where you're steering your ship, because most people can go through a day, a week or even years of their life without even consciously 
being awake enough. They, they get up and they go through their process. And then on the weekend, they see the boys or whatever the girls do. I don't know. Exactly um, right. right. They, they run that cycle and they never stop to think. They never stop to intend to apply their life force, their right. will, their gift, right. um, you know, this divine, beautiful gift that we have. But because the environment's challenging and it can be fearful, um, we, we inhibit ourselves rather than testing who and what we are not really knowing it's like we're grizzly bears afraid of going outside the cave right it's like oh there's stuff out there yeah there's all kinds of crazy stuff out there but you're like a great you're the most adaptable grizzly bear you know intelligent cunning um but kind you can build you know these beautiful things you're beyond you know anything that's in the realm you're the highest form here and so you know we're not we're not engaging with that which i think is sad and so it's the practice of coming back to the creator creation or your inner work to reflect and respond each day and i've been yes. kind of given the example recently like you know imagine uh, um you know braveheart times where they got like the those crazy weapons you got the one with the spike on the end right you could take a bow and arrow to the face you do all, all these nasty ways to die and this was like the way they would live and they would come up two or three weeks before you know when you go into battle you say everyone if you're sliding on the highway everyone's gonna go oh god please help I 99%, probably hundred percent of the population will go, Oh God, please help. If you're about to get smoked by a transport truck and you know, you're going to pass. Well, that war would be the same thing. You and I are going into battle and we go, this is up to the creator, whether we live or die. But as we go in there, it needs to be focused and not afraid of anything. It is just, we're literally just in the moment as each thing happens. And then we process at the end and we live in a weird stressor where most of it, 99% is illusionary. Somebody's got right there saying this might happen. That might even in, in what we're looking at for, you know, Klaus Anal Schwab and all this stupid stuff that they're putting out, what they want to do. It's still fear based. We can we'll just be go, how are we going to respond? If we're not going to sign up for that, there will be a response somewhere. And so I feel like that's so important for us to, um, you know, just remember that we're capable of so much more. So what I wanted to ask, if you want to touch on that, go ahead. But, you know, with what they're doing with money now, you're you're very good at business too. You know, you've got like a business side of you, you're a hard worker. And I feel like a lot of people, they don't really work hard. They don't, you know, you got to, you got to put effort into this. You can be spiritual and, and business minded, but as far as like, how do you, how do you merge that balance of like, I got to provide for my family and they're threatening people's jobs and livelihoods. So they've got responsibilities. They've got some kids. Right. And so they're nervous. Like, look, I, I, I've heard a lot of people say that I would do it for just me. I got two kids. What am I supposed to do? This is the thing that I know that I can put food on the table. It's a tough, tough choice to be in a tough space. So how do you, how do you, what would you recommend for that? Or how do you, you know, phrase that for people who are, you know, trying to figure this out? People have to get out of the box. Most people have labeled themselves as something again, or defined themselves as limited. You know, again, it comes from a mindset or a really a trauma uh, based mindset of uh, lack limitation and scarcity. Right. So I am this, and this is what I am rather than having a conscious awareness that they can do and be anything. And again, it just starts with a thought, right? You think of like, um, you know, Neville Goddard, you know, create your heaven on earth. And it really becomes a conscious frequency of I am. And then you being that exact thing, right? It's not, I want to, or I will, or I might, or I try it's I am. And then inserting exactly what it is in that energetic frequency of the now. And honestly, dude, all we have is now, you know, people get caught up in the idea that, you know, if I lose my job, I can't pay for my kids. This is my only skill set. This is all I can do. I mean, look, it's all bullshit. It's negative self-talk and story. 
there are more jobs right now available in society than there has ever been in history. There, you know, the, the, the narrative from the parasitic energies is a lie. Many more people have resisted getting this experimental gene therapy than they tell you, you know, they say 80% have gotten it. It's a lie, a, a huge lie. So the truth is, is that there's always an opportunity. And again, when you understand the laws of conservation, the laws of energy, the laws of, uh, you know, uh, uh, thermodynamics, you understand that from entropy comes creation. So if you quit your job, you know, which is what I tell everybody to do, they say to me, like, I'm, I, I had to do it. I lose my job. I always say, quit your job. <laughs> Christ, what's more important, the integrity of your soul or your job and your made up life? <clears throat> yep. But people have to get to that awareness where they're not a body. Again, it all goes back to the fear of death. What is the base primal fear that everyone has if you break everything down? A person who's afraid of losing their job is afraid of dying. That's really what they're afraid of. Because again, that's the base essence fear. So when you overcome that, like what the hell does a job mean anything, right? Now, again, I'm very qualified to say this because I was a very highly paid, high level wage slave until I was 41 years old. I was a senior executive vice president. I was as close to being the CEO as you could be. And I was an institutional mindset. You know, I was like, uh, you got to work for a job. You, you know, you got to get a high salary or rate, rise up the ladder of the corporation and, you know, get to a place where you're going to get a pension and a great benefits plan, all this, you know, that's the training that my father gave me. My father was not an entrepreneur, but thankfully what happened to me at 40 when I was unceremoniously dumped by my company and basically cheated out of like a $300,000 bonus because after they let me go, they, they terminated me and two other guys. They sold the company in three days, right? So it was a total release of get the highest paid guys out of here, cheat them out of their bonus structure and then sell the company. So it was like at that point, you know, and that was, you know, that was like, you know, you had to be cut off at the knees. For me to truly learn a lesson. But at that point, it was like, wait a minute, I can do what I've done for all of these companies my whole life for myself. But now I have to take ownership and initiative and action to make this happen. And look, man, when I first became an entrepreneur, you know, Monica and I were working in real estate together. And, you know, when Monica was like, when we dated after three or four months, she's like, dude, you're so smart. She's like, all the things you do is what I need. Like, why don't you just come work with me? And I was like, oh, I'm not an entrepreneur. I don't know how to do that. Right. No, that was 10 years ago now. But, you know, I looking back on it, I just wish that I had mentorship and somebody that would have said, like, dude, you know, this is what you do, you know, and build a business in my early 20s. But whatever, everything that happened to me happened to me as perfectly as it had to happen. And I was blessed to learn from the experiences. And I look at that now and I don't have any begrudges. I don't look at anything and say, oh, I wish this would have happened or blah, blah, blah. I mean, it was all perfectly and divinely timed. But, you know, to the original question, people have to stop thinking inside the box. You have to remove your box or your sandbox or whatever it is where you have consciously willed yourself into and realize that you are capable of greatness and you are capable of anything that you put your mind to. And you have to get to a place, and again, this is my opinion, because again, at a soul level, everybody's doing exactly what they need to, but you got to get to a level where, you know, you talked about the ancient text, the Bible, whatever, you got to get to a level where your soul's integrity is paramount. And you can have the awareness 
that that is what matters more than anything else. Nothing of the physical reality matters, especially as relevant to the integrity of your soul. So, you know, you made a comment about like, you know, well, if you're making money and you're, you know, you're pirating off of the destruction and the terror of others or the suffering of others, like, you know, from a karmic level, is that good? <laughs> of course, it's not good. You know, you were talking about intention. So again, I'll borrow from the great world to Russell. At base essence, we are nothing more than vibrating particles and standing waves in the divine mind. What separates each of us in these physical bodies is will and intention, right? You have free will. What do you intend to do with it, right? Now, when you have will and intention as the separators, then obviously the next point that is the foci is action. So free will, I can choose. Intention, I want to serve the universe. Action, what am I going to do to make sure that it happens? So each of us, no matter what we do right now and how we define ourselves can change. And we can optimize that mindset again through our will and through our attention. So again, to me, there's nothing to worry about. Now, I know I've done a lot of work to get to where I'm at, but anybody can come to this level of awareness by just working on their inner game and sitting there in stillness and doing whatever, again, knowing that you can build and create a better reality than you have right now, but you have to get to that place where you don't have fear of death. And again, it's that fear of limitation or that fear of, again, finite existence that makes people think that, oh, dude, I can't lose my job. I don't have any skills. I can't do anything else. What am I going to do? Right. These are all self-talk stories. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And and I think you're so spot on with the uh, having or keeping your soul as the, you know, the number one, most important thing to not compromise your integrity of your soul and who you are. And I feel like people just do these micro compromises for, for all these various things, you know, like you can work a job that you don't like. Um, and that's not an issue. The point is to get, you should still have the free will, the intention. I like that formula, free will plus intention plus action. And then I add plus surrender, surrender to the creator that the creator and life is going to guide you. Cause you don't always get what you want. You, you might exactly. think that you want it. You surrender to this higher intelligence that I am, you know, I'm at your service and please guide me. And I'm just going to put my best um, intention forward and I can be whole and complete and harmonious knowing that I'm enough um, because I was created, you know, to be here and just to exist and experience. And it's okay what the result is. So that's so important. And so you add that in there and, and you're really um, doing well, but people do these, all these micro compromises. So let's say you have a job and it pays the bills. That's great. But where is your free will, your intention, your action to where you want to grow? Because you need to put food on the table. And like you said, people have this fear of dying. And you know, when I do stuff with the quantum heart hypnosis or uh, the coaching, it is the fear of death and how that relates to the job and the conscious mind is I say, if you could do anything, what would it do? Uh, what would you do? Or I like to give them the examples like, all right, I'm going to pay you five. I'm a, I'm a billionaire. I'm going to pay you 500 grand a year to do a job that you're going to write out for yourself. I want you to write this job out, um, your job description, what you're going to do, all the details. I want you to write that out. You give it to me. I'm going to pay you 500 grand for a year. They were each year. They write it out. I'm like, now go do that. But I don't know how much you're going to get paid. And so when we can't figure out how much we're going to get, 
right? Then we compromise it because if we don't get the money, then we don't get the food and then we die. And that's how our conscious mind works. And so it distorts the answer. So that's why we have enough courage to move in that direction. No, you know, work at, you know, whatever. Like I think a couple of years ago when I was doing the podcast, we had, uh, you know, had our daughter and I had like a more vagabond lifestyle. Then all of a sudden bills went, you know, triple, right? So I was making more than what I needed to do the podcast and travel. But now I had to think, how am I going to keep this going? And I did pretty much what we had discussed here. I, every night I ran and it was the winter time and uh, I like to do night running. And I like to do sometimes barefoot, even in the snow, kind of like a training. So I barefoot, and then I would pray um, or just like meditate and pray. And I just say, I'm willing to do anything. You know, I will, I was looking at driving jobs, 15 bucks an hour to drive in a car. I can listen to podcasts. I didn't care what the job was because what I wanted to create in the podcast and all the other things I want to do and write and research was still going to be there. I wasn't going to end it. So that's okay to be where you are. It's just adding that formula to it and a a little bit and a little bit. And over time, you know, six months, a year, two years, it's going to be in a total different place, but maybe you know, the creator or creation is going to accelerate that to you. But the point is, it's not about what you can get. It's about what you're going to give. And I was talking to a friend the other day to kind of show this, this distinction where he uh, has a job in, in uh, banking, can make tons and tons of money, had that left for two years is the happiest has ever been. And I said, the matrix will always take you back. Matrix took him back, making even more money than ever has before. Um, you know, but now stuck in it, it has this feeling of unfulfillment. And I was like, well, you know, is your practice like figuring out what you're going to do? Are you just going to keep doing this job that makes all the money, but you don't know who you are? Only you can be the one to ask those questions, to take the time, to go through that inflection, to know who you are, to then take that action, to have an intention and take the action and whatever you receive. That's what I told him. I was like, you got all this money. I was like, I don't know what you'll get. If you go towards your life purpose and who you are and your Dharma and who you truly, I have no idea what you'll get. Um, But like financially, but what you will get is fulfillment. What will you get is like self-honor. What you will get is, you know, when you die and that mirror comes up, you're going to say, good job. You went for it, right? You're not going to have, you know, like regrets from just doing this and not testing who you were. That's what's going to happen if you keep going down this, this line. And so, you know, we're all capable of so much more. And we're in this time where I feel like everybody's having this catalyst to redirect, to simplify, to get reconnected with themselves and creator and what's good. And then having the courage to respond, to let go of what might be holding them back and to move towards uh, something that's going to be more cooperative and cohesive and kind and embody all the, you know, attributes of, of mankind that are good and positive because you have to choose to enslave. Right. Right. I saw this thing in the protest out out in, uh, in, in Europe somewhere where people held up mirrors so they could see what they were doing. And it puts a face to it because there's all these psychological techniques that uh, are used for people to harm other people. So when the mirror came up, it took away their, holy crap, like, what am I doing? You know, it's like, it's, it, it can snap them out of their hypnosis. So, you know, with all this craziness going on, uh, how would you, I guess, if you could put it in a simple way, recommend people navigating these times if, if things are going to get worse? I know people had the flooding, you know, things are getting scarier, they're getting tighter. You know, as that fear kind of ramps up, how do you, what would you recommend for people just navigating this experience if it is, in fact, going to get more frightening in the material aspect of things? It definitely is. Um, you know, again, the great hermetic teachers all taught that there was always darkness before dawn. We are moving into the age of Aquarius. Piscean age is not yet dead. 
but again, you know, I like to think of, you know, I read an amazing book this summer uh, from Gary Zukoff, and it was called Universal Human. And he's talking about the entire third dimensional control structure and all of its systems that are beholden to it are done. They are all unraveling. And this is what we are witnessing right now. Okay. And I told you off air, and I'll just briefly mention it just to whet the appetites of the esoteric people. (laughs) This is the reptilian control structure. It is dead. It is unraveling their power, which is, you know, dimensional and also inner earth is now it's, it's no more that entire hierarchical corporatized, you know, divide and conquer that entire system of life is done. It is passed. Now, it's still here. Many people are, again, fear-based and, and intimidated and scared shitless into a corner. And that is the leftover remnants of that guilt control matrix that they created. They created the matrix, okay? Uh, and they, yes, they have been harvesting our energy. You talked about trafficking. You talked about blood sacrifice. This is all a part of the ancient teachings and the ancient ways of them when they ran this planet from above the planet, when they were literally walking amongst us. And yes, they still are here amongst us. They use technology to hide. I mean, look, man, you could go and watch the CEO of, uh, what is it? Moderna. And every single time he appears on video, you can see these are reptilian. Every single time the things break, you know, people are like, oh, it's technology. It's holographic. No, it's not. They just don't have the ability to maintain that image and that projectional field that they've used for literally, who knows, thousands of years. So again, it's all unraveling. Uh, and something else I wanted to say, which I you know, forgot to say, uh, as I was telling you off air, I got this book sent to me on Saturday and I started reading it yesterday. It's called The Extraterrestrial Species Almanac. It's a very profound book. It's very high level. Whoever wrote it is being given this information. The truth of this planet, Matt, is that this is a gigantic hodgepodge of beings. It is a DNA seed farm. There is all sorts of life in the universe, from the universe, from the cosmos that is here playing along, trying to get along. I mean, not everybody here is human. I mean, that's so obvious at this point. There's all sorts of beings. There's probably hundreds of different types of beings here. We don't have to mention them, but back to, you know, how do people get through this, right? Well, first off, there's nothing to get through because at base essence, you're perfect as you are, okay? So in your physical body right now, and the fear that you may be, you know, manifesting because you don't have money, you don't have things or whatever it is, or you're worried about what might happen, again, we worry about 95 to 90, this is a proven statistical fact, 95 to 96% of the things that we worry about never happen. So the truth is, is there's only right now. So embrace the precious present, the zero point, the moment of, you know, now space and live at your highest and best at every waking moment. You know, my wife always likes to say, um, all we have is now tomorrow is not guaranteed. And she's absolutely right. Now, tomorrow not being guaranteed is a third dimensional statement because in the third dimension, that is true. But outside of the confines of the third dimension, that's total bullshit. So I would tell everyone watching this show to adopt a multidimensional perspective of awareness, which is you are an energy being. You cannot die. This is just another stage of your experience. 
your walking back to God to become perfect again, which you once, which is where you once came from. And on that path, your focus should be on living in the moment and enjoying that ride. Stop labeling experiences that you think are negative or harmful or catastrophes or debacles as such. Look at everything that happens to you from the path of neutral observation and unattached and responding out of love, right? Not judging it, not condemning it. This is all really good advice. Obviously, none of it is going to happen all the time because you do have an ego as part of the program in the third dimensional of physical existence. But you can hack the, 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 the program through control of your um, ego, through control of your egoic reactions, which is, again, what is propelling you into survival programming and, and, and states of fear and states of reaction, right? So when you, when you work on all of these things that we've talked about throughout this podcast, you can absolutely overcome any kind of nonsensical shit that you're third dimensional consciousness of, you know, duality, polarity, physical body creates, because it's not true. I mean, again, nothing that you sense is real because all you are at base essence is truly consciousness. So again, if you know that, then consciousness can become the focus of everything that you do, right? Like, does this serve the collective of humanity? If we're all consciousness, if we're all whirring electrons and vibrating particles and standing waves, then is the choice that I'm going to make going to benefit everybody, right? And again, I know this is like, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking in a bigger picture, you know, highly spiritual, super aware type of thing, but I don't think, Matthew, that we have much longer without the third dimension completely unraveling. In fact, I, I, won't, I don't like to use the word believe because it's a program word. I like to say I know that people like us have a much bigger um, we have people like us are going to be very important as time flows because the less conscious and aware people are going to unravel. And so it's going to take people like us who have a high level of awareness to placate them and help them and be empathetic and compassionate as they unravel and as they go through stages of fear. And, you know, this is right now, this planet is going through this dark night of the soul. And obviously a lot of people are choosing the V and a lot of those people are also dying from that. You know, so I'm sure in 2022, they'll develop a new disease called sudden adult death syndrome, SADS, right? They already created sudden infant death syndrome. So why won't they create that one? Right. But at the end of the day, it's going to behoove each person to choose a level of awareness that benefits them as a soul. I know that a lot of people are not gonna wake up and that's fine. They're still choosing to wake up at their rate and speed. It may not be in this dimension or in this incarnation. It could be 10 incarnations from now, or it could even be when the third dimension is no more and we're now in the fourth dimension or we're in the fifth dimension. I don't know, I have no clue. It doesn't matter. It's not up to me to know, but to just go back and to summarize, stay present, stay happy, and again, happy is a transient feeling. You know, you want to create joy, but just know that living in this present moment is all you really ever have, right? And again, knowing that you're an energy being, at base essence, you are energy. You don't have to worry about dying. You don't have to worry about running out of money. You don't have to worry about losing your job or not being able to pay your bills because it's all made up. 
So when you get to a place of knowing that that's all true, you know, I'm going to tell you that always from entropy comes creation. Even in my life, dude, in every moment that I've ever had a bad thing, when I lost a job, my kids were kidnapped from me, whatever, I could go on and on and on. Good came behind it because I let go of the negative thoughts or the negative aspect of that reality that I was manifesting. You said before, which is the best thing you said on this podcast, which is you have to surrender to the idea that God is in control or source or whatever you want to call it. And source is in control. Everything is happening exactly as it is always divinely intended to happen. And we all have to get to that level of awareness that no matter what happens to us, it's for the highest and best good. And awakening to that aspect will guarantee that more highest and best good will happen to you. Again, because as soon as we go into like, oh, woe is me, we start vibrating in victimhood. My life sucks. And I've been there, dude. God knows. I mean, you've been there. We've all been there. What do we do? We vibrate more of the same shit. And then it just becomes more and more and more. I mean, how many people that you've coached or you've talked to in their life, say, when you say to them, what you have to start doing when it comes to life preparation and creating a better plan for yourself is to stop thinking about the things that you don't have, right? When people are suffering or have lack, limitation, and scarcity, it's because they focus on those things rather than building or creating a plan that allows them to go beyond that limitation, lack, and scarcity which is where they find themselves. And that's why they're vibrating right here. So it's like that, which is focused upon is granted That is a universal law. So stop focusing on the negative, stop vibrating in victimhood and start focusing on what you want and then start building or create a plant and then start doing the things that will allow you to attain what you want so that it happens instantly. Cause again, like I said, thoughts become things and what we focus upon tends to manifest. Okay, so you have to focus on positive things. I always tell people like, why are you focused on the negative? Because I don't have it and I want it. Well, you can't focus on what you don't have because then you're willing and vibrating that into your fields. So focus on what you want and then create a plan to attain it and start right now. It's not something where, again, it's in the, in the future. And you know this, right? In the third dimension, time is finite. It's between two points. But outside of the third dimension, there isn't even time. There is no measurement of any of that. So if you start multidimensionally placing your consciousness, anything is attainable. In fact, manifestation, it's not instant, but as you know, you pretty much can manifest things pretty quickly when you, you know, remove the limitations of third dimensional uh, reality or third dimensional manifestation. Yeah, man. Well, you, you made a lot of great points and I love all that. And, and I feel like you're definitely bang on when we don't want to focus on the things that we don't want. Right. And, you know, I learned this from, you know, studying the law of attraction, which is, you know, common sense in a lot of ways where, you know, if I'm going to teach somebody to do a backflip and I say, don't fall, don't fall, or don't think about falling. It's not the thing you want to do. You want to think about landing the trick. So what's happening is we have more opportunity for contrast, seeing all these things that we don't want. Like people are realizing about the public school system and what's going on there. So it's like, Oh, I don't want my kid to learn that. So what do I want? I want my kid to have the best education. Now you respond. So we're just having more, 
more opportunities to respond to things that we don't want. And we have to understand that it's in our capability to respond to any contrast that we will experience. And mastery level is the ability to respond to more and more challenging situations that are put in your way. And we kind of live in a soft culture. Like I said, if you went back to the Braveheart days and things like that, they're responding to some pretty intense stuff, right? And so they have to train themselves to respond to what's happening and know that they can um, adapt and create in a meaningful way. And that's what we have the opportunity to do. And we need to remember that because if we get stuck in the pity party and uh, we need somebody to help us, and that's the whole plan is like, oh, um, you know, it's like, again, you can't worship two masters, um, God and and mammon or God and the government, and which seems like they're trying to do because they become your daddy. You know what I mean? Oh, I can't function or or create or do anything. So here, government, I'm going to do whatever you tell me to do, because you're going to give me these coupons so I can get a sandwich. It's like you're a lot more powerful than that. And so it's just this continual choice to, um, you know, and even if you're, you have a challenging situation and you get into a response that's not empowering, just choose again. That um, I had Dr. Nisha Manik on, who's a very fascinating uh, individual recently with uh, Dr. Pasu Paletti. And she said, there's a passage in the Bible where it says, choose again, my brother, you know what I mean? So if you're, oh, it's so negative and, and this is what's happening, you know, choose again, there's going to be a way that you can respond to the situation. And if you get put into something that is one of your fears, you know, the creation or creator was going to do that anyway. You know what I mean? You can manifest it, but it, like, you know, if I get hit by a car, that wasn't up to me. You know what I mean? I believe that there is this balance of my will and my effort and what I put yep. towards and the creator saying, Bunk, you know, I had control of you the whole time. Um, you know what I mean? Or this needed to happen. And whatever the case is, like when my daughter's out and she's playing in the park, she has free reign to a degree. Then it's like, boom, you know, like, you know, I got it. This is too far. Like, you know, or whatever the case, the time is done. We're going to go home. And so maybe there's a time where the creator calls us home, but it is a mystery and it is fascinating. Um, Brother, I could talk to you all day. Uh, I wish we had more time, but do you want to uh, close us out with anything that you wish that I'd asked or anything that you want to leave the listeners with or talk about before we close it? No, man, I love you, brother. It's always an honor. I thought this was really good. I mean, it's amazing like to listen to you. And obviously, I know you're listening to me and you can see the evolution that both of us have had since just the last two that we, you know, the last time that we spoke together one on one in a live podcast setting. And I and honestly, I think that's the, the take home message. I think that people of resonance, I call us the children of the light, as you know, um, are all coming together now. And every time we get a chance to share our messages and our teachings, they're all, they're very similar. I mean, you know, we use different words for different ideas, but it's all the same stuff. It's resonance. It's the law of attraction. It's coherence. You know, it's, uh, you know, love. It's light. I mean, again, at the end of the day, dude, all we are, I never said this, but we are literally just beings of light. We are beings of plasmatic fire, biophotons. And when we can recognize that light always overcomes dark resonance always overcomes dissonance coherence always overcomes incoherence then it's just a matter of time and again i know time is only a third dimensional construct but at some point very soon in my opinion this third dimensional construct of fear you know doom gloom dissonance you know whatever you want to call it just is going to end And the people that are going to be able to live through, obviously, the darkness that is still to come, because you mentioned that. And look, dude, in 2022 and 2023, a lot of people are going to check out. 
And we don't have to talk about or discuss the reasons why we both know why that is. I mean, you know, anybody that has half a brain and is somewhat aware knows that they're experimenting on people and they're experimenting on people with technologies that have no outcomes that are positive because all the animals that they ever tested on die. And that's a fact. Okay. So if that scares you, that's because you're in fear. Okay. If you're in fear, that's okay at a soul level because you are not in a place that you you know optimally hope to be at some point, but you'll eventually get there. So again, every choice that anyone makes is fine. And in the universal scheme of things, in the grand scale of resonance, everything is happening exactly as it's supposed to. So recognize that regardless of whether you're in resonance or dissonance, you're in love or your fear, it's okay you know, God loves you. You can surrender to the awareness that anything that you want is a capability and a possibility with the I am consciousness, with the choice to focus on things that you want to attain and then putting that, you know, idea or that construct into action. So, I mean, you know, that's it, brother. You know, I, I think it's important for people to know that we are not out of the woods. I think it gets much, much darker before it gets dawn. But again, darker and dawn are perspectives. They are shades of reality. In my world, I'm still creating my heaven on earth, okay? It doesn't matter what happens around me. I can only control what I do and what I create, right? Yes, I control a little bit of my children's lives and obviously I influence my wife's life, but at the end of the day, bro, all we have control over is ourselves, right? And our reactions and our responses, right? So I choose to live every single day at my highest and best capacity, you know, through how I serve humanity, through my company, Asir Custom, uh, through my personal brand, Jay Campbell, which is obviously what you and me are talking about today, which is spirituality and raising people's consciousness and vibration. If people want to get a hold of me, it's the easiest way to do it. You can contact the team. It's contact at jccampbell.com. I'm very, very uh, uh, resonant and visible on Twitter, which is jcampbell333. Um, that's the easiest way, you know, I'm obviously visible in a lot of other ways, but it's a lot harder to get a hold of me now these days because a lot of people are emailing me. But if you do want to get a hold of me, the easiest way is contact at jccampbell.com uh, or to connect with me on Twitter. And I will say just to throw it out to everybody, uh, I do give away all my books for free. As you know, if you want to download any of them, you can go to jay middle initial c last name campbell.com forward slash free books. And you can download all my books in, in PDF form. So we gladly give those out for free. Amazing, man. Well, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you. I'm glad we got a chance to do this. And and I just appreciate your work and, you know, your research and your intent because you work very hard. And, you know, I always see like what you're reading, what you're posting is like, holy smokes, man, like another, you know, like that's why I love asking you questions. Okay, you just read those things. Like what, what did you learn? Is it all kind of lining up? And it does seem like there are themes, you know, and it, and, and when we can learn how to go within that's the key to be our own our own source of what reality is and how we discern that um and just move forward with intention and if we're doing those things if we know who we are or moving forward with intention and action we're being guided you know it's like we're putting the sails up for the universe to help us right but it requires those things because if you don't have uh, self-reflection and intention, where's the creator or creation going to blow? You're just going to be left in whatever, you know, the matrix wants to pull you to. So a lot of really important themes in this show, man. I always uh, enjoy catching up and I invite people to check out your podcast and your work. You have a ton of amazing shows and they go, if you think this one goes deep, you know, listen to a few of his, and this, his buddy's like, holy shit. And I love it. It's, it's so 
good. So I appreciate you, brother. And yeah, we'll definitely stay in touch. Matthew, love you too, man. Okay, peace. Bye, guys. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the absolutely sensational Jay Campbell. I hope that you enjoyed our deep dive, exploring so many amazing topics on consciousness, on truth, on evolution, on resonance, on what it means to be alive. You know, I love these discussions, and hopefully you have someone in your life where you can um, just enjoy these discussions as well. If you want to support the show, please share these episodes, leave a review on iTunes, become a patron at mattbelair.com because Patreon has been deleted to support this work and to support this show. Um, you can also... Uh, check out mapbelair.com for programs and coaching and other services that I provide, whether you want to go through the Soul Compass course, you want to do a quantum heart hypnosis session with me, or you want to work one-on-one with me where we use all the tools for knowing who you are and architecting your reality from your heart, your soul, from your highest level of being, either one-on-one or in a group or solo through some programs. So if any of that is interesting to you, go check it out and let's come into a state of peace and coherence before we dive in or, or close this up. So wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and let it out slowly, filling every cell, muscle, and fiber of your being with peace, joy, contentment, enthusiasm, faith, courage, and get ready to enjoy the rest of your day. So thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.